now I feel like an animal stuck in a cage and I'm ready to break out My time, my time None of you people can tell me to stop This time, like the last time You better get ready to race to the top I'm ready to do this Show you what the truth is I step on the field, it's time to get real I'm feeling so ruthless Hey guys, Jamie here and welcome to another awesome episode of Mindset with Muscle. We are moving swiftly on to chapter 9 of my best-selling book. And the title of this chapter is Knowledge is Not Power. Yes, knowledge is very important. But without applying the knowledge, you are not going to be able to achieve those successes. Which is why one of my favorite quotes is, Knowing and not doing is the same as not knowing. Before we get cracking on with this chapter, have you checked out my Train With Jay yet? If you're a guy looking to drop body fat, build muscle, and surround yourself with a group of like-minded people, then this is going to be perfect for you. And as I've said before, ladies, stand by because in the new year, I have something special for you. If this is of interest for you, gents, head on over to www.trainwithjay.co.uk. Thanks ever so much and enjoy the episode. Chapter 9. Knowledge isn't power. The title of this chapter is actually a bit misleading because of course knowledge is power and without knowing anything it becomes very hard to do anything. But as human beings we have a problem and that's that a lot of time we know perfectly well what to do but we don't do it. Knowing and not doing is the same as not knowing. Robin Sharma. Knowing by itself is not enough. We know very well that if we eat too many calories, we'll put on weight. We know that if we drink too much, we'll wake up with a headache. And we know that if we smoke, we are risking lung disease. Yet many people carry on doing these things. In a more general sense, we know that if we don't push ourselves to do the things we are scared of, we will always be scared of them. Applying your knowledge is one of the most powerful things you can do when it comes to succeeding with your goals. But you'll be amazed at the number of clients I have who have been to the same seminars as me and read the same books as me and yet have done nothing with the information they gained. Listening to a motivational speaker or reading a book on productivity will not by themselves make you more motivated or productive. This is why I'm going to focus in the last chapter on a seamless process that will take you through from acquiring the knowledge you need quickly and easily through to putting it into practice so that you can start getting the benefit from it. Soak up knowledge. You can absorb information a lot more quickly if it's information that's related to a subject you are passionate about. In the previous chapter, we looked at how passion breeds success. Obviously, you'll be far more motivated to read for longer and to dig more deeply in your research when it comes to topics that interest you. But there is an effect beyond this that means you take in information much more readily and you retain it better over the long term as well. It's helpful to understand that people absorb knowledge in different ways, and if you can identify your own learning style, it will make it that much easier to acquire and remember knowledge. Learning is a sensory experience, and most people favour one of the three styles I'll mention next, though obviously not to the exclusion of all others. Visual. You respond best to what you can see, so you prefer to learn from books and magazines, YouTube videos, and seminars. Auditory. You respond best to what you can hear, so you favour audiobooks, lectures, and podcasts. Kinesthetic. 
You respond best to what you can touch, so you prefer hands-on workshops and opportunities for practical training. Think back to the things you can still remember from school or college. How was that information delivered to you? Is there any information you have picked up recently that made a particular impression on you? Do you find yourself thinking about films you have seen or recalling books that you have read? Reflecting on these things might give you a few clues on how you learn best, or you could go to one of the many online tests for learning styles. Once you've identified what style of learning suits you best, you'll be able to go about acquiring knowledge more effectively, saving a lot of time and covering a lot more ground than if you are struggling with a learning style that doesn't reflect your needs. Retain knowledge. I have designed my own step-by-step process for retaining all the information you have acquired, especially information you have gathered from books. The acronym for it is CARROT, which neatly reflects how valuable your golden nuggets of information are. C is commit. Commit to the same period of time for learning every day. This could be 30 minutes to an hour and will be all part of building positive habit. A is absorb. Find the learning style that suits you best. Books, podcasts, videos, practical workshops. R is reflect. Think about how the information you're absorbing relates to you. It's okay if you don't understand it all, or if some of it doesn't seem to apply to you. A is apply. Put the information into practice as soon as you can, while it's still fresh in your mind. T is teach. Speak to others about what you've learned. If you're able to articulate something you've learned and pass it on to someone else, you will find that this is information you'll never forget. Let's look at each stage in the process more closely. Commit. As with any type of learning, you need to build up the habit of acquiring knowledge. We learn best when we are exposed to knowledge about a particular subject regularly, and we're able to progress from simple concepts to harder ones. Building up familiarity with the topic as we go along. It is much easier if you commit time to this as a conscious action. Block a space in your diary every day during which you are going to acquire knowledge. For me, this is usually at six in the morning, when I listen to an audiobook or a podcast during my morning power walk. The early morning is quiet and uninterrupted, so it's perfect time to listen and learn. At seven, when I watch a YouTube video for 15 minutes while I'm having my breakfast, it's my time to get fired up for the day ahead, so it's usually a motivational video. At 3pm, I sit down and read one chapter of a self-development or business book for 30 minutes, which helps stave off a mid-afternoon slump and inspires me to get more done. Doing this means you'll be able to choose a time that fits in with your schedule, and that hopefully offers some space and quiet in which to learn. Committing to this time also sends your brain a signal that now is the time to learn and helps with shutting out distractions. The time in between these regular sessions is time that your brain spends subconsciously processing what you have learnt. Trying to cram in too much all in one go can be counterproductive. And if you've committed this time, the next part of the process should be that much easier. Absorb. The word absorb represents an action that takes place over a period of time. It's not a word like flash or thud, where the action happens in an instant. This is why you need a specific time commitment. Absorption can only happen if your brain has the space to open up and focus on the matter in hand. 
for the most efficient soaking up of knowledge to happen, you need to be practicing the learning style that suits you best. It's a waste of effort if you are struggling to concentrate on a podcast when you actually would find it all much clearer if you were looking at a video or reading something up from a book. Don't underestimate how effective it can be to reinforce knowledge by going over it again, perhaps in another format. This is especially true of complex subjects where following up a podcast with a YouTube video might make everything clearer. Not least because by the time you come to the video, some of the material will be familiar. Reflect. You can also reinforce what you have absorbed by reflecting on it afterwards. This will be a lot more productive than simply swallowing large chunks of information and thinking, job done. And this reflection shouldn't be idle musings about what you've just learned. It should be a considered assessment of how what you've just learned is relevant to you and your situation. A lot of books and podcasts contain stories about individuals who have followed a particular course of action. Because we respond well to narrative. We have an innate understanding of the structure of stories, which usually starts with a problem. Follow the struggle to tackle the problem and arrive at a resolution. We appreciate that actions have consequences and we expect to see those consequences played out in the stories. But not everything in any given story will be relevant to you. So you need to exercise a bit of discernment to identify what it is that chimes with your own story or contains a message for you. If you look at how the iPod was marketed when it first came out, the whole campaign was about stories. People weren't being sold a sleek piece of kit that contained the ultimate in nanotechnology they were being sold a narrative of what life could be like if they owned this device. What they remembered from the advertising was how they visualised their own lives would be after they'd made this purchase. It's said that Steve Jobs was inspired to take this approach by seeing what the storyboarders produced once Pixar, originally a high-tech computer animation company rather than a film company, began work on Toy Story. To help with your reflection, I would advise you to take the time to write down the things that you've drawn from your learning. You'd be amazed how quickly these insights vanish if you don't write them down. In fact, if you want to get the most out of your reflection, I would advise keeping a journal. It will provide you with both an instant reference for your learning and a record of your progress. One of the many rewards of learning is being able to look back over the journey you've taken and seeing the strides you've made. Apply. This is a crucial step. Committing, absorbing and reflecting have laid the foundations for the moment when you can start to use everything that you've learned and take action. If you have been through these stages, you can be confident that these actions will be well thought through and targeted at your objective. But speed is of the essence, strike while the iron is hot and other similar sayings. I'm sure everyone can think of examples in their own lives where they have got a new piece of equipment or plan to become involved in a new sport, say, and read up about it, but then didn't do anything about it for a while. The knowledge faded and with the impetus to take action, in this connection the piece of kitchen equipment most notorious for being bought but never used is apparently a pasta maker. If you are serious about your fitness or your business, take action straight away. However inexpert, wobbly or amateur it may be at this stage, because when you've done it once, it becomes so much easier to do it a second and third time. Teach. As soon as I learn anything new, I love talking about it to my trainers or discussing it on social media. 
I find this is a fantastic way to get to grips with what the writer or presenter has been saying and to filter it through my own perception. You will know that there is nothing like having to explain something to someone else, how to play a game perhaps, or how to operate a piece of equipment, for clarifying in your own mind how that game or gizmo works, even though you thought you had understood it perfectly. What tends to happen is that you automatically build patterns and shortcuts in your mind without realising it. And it's only when you have to articulate a method or a process for someone else that you examine and unpack these patterns. There are many ways of doing this, including new media opportunities that simply weren't available previously. You could summarise what you've learned in a blog, tweet about it, make a short video for YouTube, or simply have a chat about it with a friend over a coffee. Knowledge into action. To help with taking that first crucial step, I've come up with a very basic plan of action for you to draw up which you just have to follow through. What could be easier than that? There is plenty of scope for you to tweak it to match your area of interest, your commitments and your learning style. But I hope it gives you the momentum to get started and to feel a sense of progress. Your journey is underway. Let's assume you have committed time to your area of interest and you have indeed absorbed the information through some means. What next? What have you learnt and how is it relevant to you? Write it down. What are your plans for applying this information this week? How will you get this across to others? Blog post? Although I've read these as a linear process, there is a sense in which these two come full circle. In chapter 5 we looked at commitment and the importance of keeping your word as important motivators to help you persevere. You will have demonstrated commitment in keeping your appointment with yourself to learn and following up on it. But in telling others about what you have learned, you will also be demonstrating that commitment publicly and setting up the expectation in them that you are serious about what you are undertaking, which will help to keep you motivated. And a final word of encouragement to get you started. Don't forget the other powerful motivator we looked at in previous chapters. Reward. However daunting that first step might be, if you have something pleasurable to look forward to on the other side of it, you are far more likely to take the plunge. You can even build the reward into the teach bit of the model by feeding back to your friends over a coffee or a drink. It makes the whole prospect of learning much more appealing than the model we are used to from school or the workplace. Summary. Knowledge is valuable, but it can only be powerful if you act on it. There's no point in being an armchair expert in your chosen field. Create the ideal conditions for learning by committing time and space for it. And make the most of these conditions by adopting the learning style most suitable for you. Not everything that you read, see or hear will apply to you. Even in your area of interest. Make sure you identify what is relevant to you and how you can use it. Reinforce your learning by applying it straight away and by relaying your learning to others. My challenge for you. Using the carrot model, see how much faster you can absorb and retain information. Tweet me, at Grenade J, and tell me something you've learned, or how carrot worked for you. So what are you afraid of?